Fighting Talk NZ. Fighting Talk NZ. Oh, yeah, so, um, the new yeah, we're coming along, all right. Yeah, new yeah, gym's coming yeah. along. We're getting pretty close. We'll be in there Christmas. Oh, so nice. I'm really excited about that. Got a, um, a show on November 18. That's kicking along. Uh, the gym is absolutely ballistic. So very busy on all three fronts. So that's oh, good that's, stuff. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm really excited for Are you going to do a bit of a promo video on that of the new building once it's up, up and going? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. A few things to do with it, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because that'd be a really good way to drop it. Eh? Oh, I can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, we'll get you guys to come up. You just can't book anything yet. You haven't got a date, so you know. So then, yeah. as soon as I have it, and yeah. I'll um, we'll do so. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be real cool. Real cool. And the fighters and that'll be into it too. Eh? They'll be excited. Oh, mate, like a hundred percent, eh? Hmm. Although it'll be pretty sad too when you when you move out of where you are as well. Like that'll be you take down some of those pictures and stuff you got up there. That'll be a pretty good trip down memory lane for you. Yeah, we've been um been where we are now since '97, so it's uh it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while because that's what I like about coming up to your place for for the weigh-ins and that because there's all those posters going up the walls and. Um, you can just see how much history is in the place. So it's um, like I say, that's a long time to be, to be in that building. Yeah, it's definitely pretty cold. But I mean, like you know, it's, it's served us very, very well. Mm. So there's yeah. no reason why why we would leave. You know, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's real cool. Mm. That's real cool. I like that. That's sweet. Yeah, man. How's your stuff going down there? What's going yeah, on? It's good. Yeah, oh, you know, we're just, yeah, just busy, really, eh? Like, we don't have any more fights. Oh, we've got this fight coming up in Aussie uh, for Katie. Yeah. What day is it going to Um, December the 16th. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is cool. Um, we don't have anything else going on, though. Um, James fought last weekend. He won. Um, yeah. We cover that now. We go through King of Kings. Yeah, no, we can talk about it now. It was um, yeah, yeah, yeah. James bought this um German kid, um, well, I think he's German, um, who was training at a South Island league with Wayne, but yeah, he fought a bit in Thailand and I think trained at um Sipman Choi and um one of um his coach is actually his coach. Sven, I think his name is actually fought out of um Sipman Chai as well. So so he oh, was yeah. a pretty solid, stocky, like Sipman Chai style fighter. You know, he had a really tight guard and he was hunched up. He was like ready to kick you like pretty hard. Um yeah. so it started out pretty good, but the thing with James is that he um about three weeks before the fight, he was in this phase of like kicking the light, you know, the low kick down and then like bang his foot to grab the check and then like sweep the grounded leg you know and um yeah you know, like, like kick out the out the front leg but um 
the day before I said to him, look, you should stop doing that because you're going to hurt your knee. And if you're going to sweep like that, you need to step through and, and get your knee up under their hamstring and like lift them up that way and sweep them like that. Because if you don't, they're going to fall forward on your knee and hyperextend it, you know, like oh, oh, yeah. your knee will only go one way. And, um, and fuck me, the next day in the sparring, he did that exact thing. <laughs> and, and so... You manifested it. You manifested yeah. that. Oh, so he, so he hurt his knee. So he went into the fight the other day with his kid and um, like his first step backwards, his knee gave way and he like crumpled and I was like, oh, no way. And um, the guy picked up on it and started going after James's leg. But um, James got a couple of like real good kicks in but that was yeah. it. He couldn't do it anymore. So he came into the corner and Katie was cornering him and he's like, I can't kick, I can't tape, I can't do this. I'm like, bro, you're just going to have to knee and punch the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and um, and so that's what he sort of took off to do. And then um, he was a bit sort of ginger in the in the um, second round because I think he was a bit worried about his knee. And so after that round, he came in and said, look, bro, just go after him you need to try and knock him out and he just fucking launched at him with these uppercuts and um and just give it to him eh? he fought like a real champ and um he got the win so that was cool he did really well it was good so how you going steve how you going man yeah all good thanks all good i um i just took my son to judo before and then um the his class wasn't uh was cancelled because all the kids were sick so he went into like the next age group up. So then it just meant the whole routine was a little bit off this evening, but that's all right. Um, yeah, it was man. still, it was still fun. It was cool. Cool to watch. Yeah. yeah. How'd you go? How'd you go with the older, older ones? Yeah. Good man. Good. I think like with the, like with the Muay Thai training, I think it just yeah. makes him yeah. a bit tougher, you know, like yeah. he was rolling with this guy and the guy was like technically better than him in judo. But then that guy kind of like bit his own lip and then he just started crying. And then oh. Samson was kind of like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've had way yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it's cool to see him, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is Muay Thai. This is judo, you yeah. know, like the different martial arts. Like, it's quite fun, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a real, um, it's a real cool combo to be learning, man. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like judo and Muay Thai. Like, I yeah. don't think I've ever heard of anybody that just trains those two specifically yeah i know it's just it's just a fluke coincidence because it's six minutes from our house just yeah. down the road it's like this community oh. center just down the road so i was like man done deal and it's like ten dollars a lesson too so can't oh, complain what, what, what and they even gave that? him a gi they gave him a gi and they're like you just return it when he grows out of it like how cool <laughs> is that man man that's awesome eh? man yeah. Got a pretty good really community nice. up there, though, eh, bro? Like, yeah, you know, Puki, Pukikawa so Community Hall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> represent. That's awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, we'll tear into it, shall we? Um, yeah. I was just just talking to Mark about um, James's fight on uh, King of Kings. Bro, that sounds awesome, bro. Yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. He did really Overcome well. Overcome some man. adversity with the knee. That's yeah, really cool. He, he did, man. I was I was happy for him, and I was so choice because like. 
mum is his biggest fan. Hey, eh? like she loves <laughs> that boy like so much, and she's really <laughs> proud of him. And his dad is exactly the same. And so after his fight, like he had to fight like a champion, and um, and I. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, like Caitlin had warmed him up and everything, and I didn't really want to mess with the game plan. She trained him the whole fight camp, and she did a really good job. But then we had this knee issue, you know. I just said to him, before he fought, I was like, bro, just channel all that, you know, energy from all these coincidences that have happened for millions of years for you to be right here where you are now. And, you know, like, that's not chance. Like, that is just. You know, however, however life's evolved, that's where you are at. And um, he's like, look Beautiful. at me. I was like, I was like, bro, you think about that, and then you think about all the Maori heritage that you've got before you to get you to where you are now, and they're all out mm -hmm. here watching you, and they're all they they might be dead, but their DNA is who you are, and you need to oh, go man. into that ring and you need to fight like that, and um, and fuck wow. up, man. You went deep, bro. You went yeah. deep. And he, That's and he, beautiful. It was good because because I was like, we have to take all your knee bandages and shit off, bro. We can't let them see this. <laughs> so um, we, that's we you know that's an interesting point there, bro, that you bring up because like you know I, I know in King of the Ring then you're not allowed to wear anything like that, um, yeah. but you know just in general I always see like sometimes you see people come out with like a knee brace or something and it's like okay number one why would you do that number two yeah. like obviously anyone that knows anything they're just going to target that you know or even if they don't mean to the second they see any sign of weakness they're just going to go for it you know because yeah it's it's obviously structurally weak i don't know it just seemed it just always seemed a little bit weird to me yeah like I, I think it's my favorite um kojo dixon story he said they yeah. had, had a guy and he had like a, a damaged left knee you know yeah. so he was stretching so obviously like they didn't try to weigh in but then on fight day uh, they went out and they strapped up the other knee just to distract him. I so, knew that was going to happen in my head. I was like, I bet yeah, you knew it was going to go. Ignoring a bad knee, and they got like one. I was like, oh, how smart is that? That's, how so that's so very cool. intelligent. Yeah, that's clever, right? That's a clever story. That's very smart. The art of war, baby. So basically, you tap, you you got you pulled on the like A grade coach card. And you dug deep into that, and then yeah, yeah he man. pulled out the win. That's beautiful, yeah. man. Nice he work. did. He, he did. Um, he did real good, man. He did real cool. So it was cool. But the rest of that card was fucking sick, man. Like I'm gonna cut straight to it. Like Dominic Reed and Ali's Lucas McAdam. Carly and Alex, a spinning back kick. Holy. Yeah. Oh right, Alex Richings. Yeah, that was a crazy kick. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was weird because like like the kick was so on the button that Charlie went down slow motion. Mm. I was hearing that Charlie was going great guns before that and like was like dominating. Really? Yeah. That's what I heard, Scott. So you you were there. I mean, I just I was here the second hand. I just saw the the clip you put up. Yeah. Um, just of the end, I was like, whoa. So so tell us the uh, the skinny. Yeah, it was um, it was a cool fight. I, I had a real interesting nightmare actually because I was filming lots of stuff. Like I was just getting heaps and heaps of clips and that. So I wanted to do the yeah the video, you know. And um, and so I was seeing it from really really different angles. Um, Alex and Charlie were fucking going for it, man. Like they were good. Um, yeah. And I and I and I felt like Charlie was 
giving it to Alex a wee bit. Um, and the way that I kind of, it was really, really close, but I just noticed that when Alex came into another ring, Wayne in his corner was really like egging him to go forward and to, you know, to really have a, have a crack at him. And, um, but he was, you know how Alex goes backwards and just like throws like real crazy kicks from out of nowhere and sort of does funny shit and then he'll shit. land on the ropes and when he gets on the ropes, he'll really start attacking you really hard. Um, yeah. And that's sort of what happened. He sort of bounced back and he was driving Charlie back a little bit and then it got a little bit tangled up like, like almost like a clinch and then he just like pops that spinning heel kick and like just locks him inside of the temple or like right on the top of the jaw and just that was it. He, he just like, dropped them. Mm. Um, yeah, man, it, it was it was really really interesting, and I was just lucky enough to be videoing it when it happened. I was like, something's going to happen here, and I just like started filming it, and I watched it back, and then like, after the fight, man, Saunders, the referee, comes here, you get some of that on video. I was like, yeah, man, we were just like, showing him in it's slow motion. Like the shot was crazy, eh? Wow, it's crazy. I love I love how casual Alex looks while he does it. Like his yeah. face is just like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And it's just yeah. this kick just goes, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like the level of like the sports science term would be like proprioceptive awareness. It's like yeah. the awareness of your body moving through space. You know, we would call it like range management or whatever. You know, his ability or, or awareness of range. His ability to know like that distance, because it's not the first time that he's done these spinning back attacks and it's worked really well for him, right? Like he does that yeah. kind of stuff a lot and it just lands, you know? It's crazy. But it's just like yeah. he's it's like he's on that outer end range. He's got yeah. this sixth sense of where that his opponent is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he does. He just like he'll just like fall backwards onto the ropes and then or even fall forward into the ropes and then just like bounce back with that you. Like come at you like back first and throw something at you. It's fucking it's cool mm -hmm. to watch. But, um, yeah. crazy. but so so he obviously got the win. Um I'd say I hope that Charlie has a bit of a rest now. I think he's had a bit of a he did a couple of pretty hard knocks on the chin the last couple of years, eh? So it'd be nice to see him maybe have a bit of a rest for a couple of months and Get back into it mm. next year. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, like it's important for fighters when they do have those really tough fights and, like, yeah, like you said, hard knocks to the chin, that they take a good amount of time rest in between fights. Because otherwise, you know, that's going to just wear on you long term. And, um, yeah, no one wants to see people have long term repercussions from, from a really uh, otherwise successful fight career you know or, or awesome yeah. fight career yeah yeah well, mm. charlie charlie has had a fucking good good fight career and he is a really good fighter um well, he takes, man, man. takes hard hard fights too like he doesn't back down from anybody so no easy fight for charlie at all no and he's fought the he just needs to have a bit of a just for a, for a bit just to mm. you know reset a bit um, but anyway, great, great fight. Um, if he was in the UFC, it would be like a six six month like stand down, wouldn't it? Yeah, something like I'd that. Have, I'd have yeah, so. minimum. 
yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think that's what it would be. Yeah, and I think even WBCs like that too. If you've had two or whatever, then you're not doing any quite quite a period of. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, Shem Murdoch and um, James Goldie McBride had a pro MMA fight, which was fucking. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's the crazy fight right there, bro. It was fucking intense. Um, Shem Shem's hands were fucking dynamite, and um, yeah, I I thought Shem looked. I thought it was some of the best I've seen him striking in ages. He looked really good, um, I thought. Um, and, and, you know, like Goldie's like, like he's fucking savage. So, um, and he was going for the takedown, which he got, and then Shim got him a couple of times on the ground and they sort of had a bit of an exchange, got back up, and then he just managed to um, submit him. So, yeah, he got the... Wait, Goldie submitted Shim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, don't man. ask me. Don't ask me exactly what he was. What it was. It was a, yeah. it was a choke. It was definitely a choke. Right. Um, yeah. And um, it might have been, might have been very naked. I think actually, and he, he tapped on that. But um, it was a fucking ah. spectacular fight. It was cool. That'd be good because because she just got the world title like at the amateur games. You know, which is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought I just I, I just saw Shim fight over in um, Brisbane. He fought on the same card as um Nikola and um all those all those guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him fighting on that show and I was like, damn man, you, you get around, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does, eh? Like he's just he just pops up all over the show, eh? I, yeah. I think he may have had like about seventy or eighty fights at least. He's 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 one of the one of the biggest CVs of anyone in New Zealand. He's been fighting for a long, long, long time. Yeah, and he's, crazy, fought, man. he's fought a lot of names too, eh? Like, you know? Yeah. He's fought Sam Hill and he's fought those guys as well. He's you fought know? everyone. Like, yeah. 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 Crazy, cool. man. Yeah. Him and um, Steve Ferrant had a South Island title fight a few years ago. That was a fucking scrap and a half too. Every fight he's in is awesome. Yeah. You know? cool. Him and John Pyers fought as well from memory. Yes. Oh damn! Cool. What a yeah. beast fight. Yeah, that's right. They fought on my show, and um, yeah, they didn't beat. John Pyers, um TKO'd him with. Um, oh, he did. No, he didn't. Did TKO on with low kicks? Oh, I don't oh, think oh. he did. I don't think. Oh, anyway, cool. Shem got his leg got eaten up by John Pyers, just smashed it. But Shem just kept on getting back up and getting back up and getting back up, and he must have been sore, like. It looked really sore, but he's tough, man. Like fucking hell, he's a dog, man. He's a dog. You've seen the you've seen the thighs on John Pyers. Eh? He's a fucking oh, bro. He's got tree trunks for legs. He's got tree <laughs> yeah. trunks. Yeah, he's an animal. He got yeah. tree trunks for legs, tree trunks for arms. It's just unfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's built he's different. A, he's built he's different. different. He's, <laughs> he's he's pretty strong. I think he's done a fair bit of weightlifting. There. He's a good looking fella too, though. To be fair, isn't he? Yeah, here's the reason why steroids were invented, you know, so people catch up to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, he's a he's a smart looking dude. He's mm. um yeah, clever, well dressed, family man too, which is cool. Yeah. The total um, package. The total package. Yeah. Um so total that was package. cool. Um Cody Sione and Alex Sorensen was a fucking scrap and a half. Mm. Yeah, um, man. Really tight fighting. 
really tight fight. It was an interesting one. I was filming heaps of bits and pieces and moving around a heap on it, so I wasn't really super observant of it. And then I went and got a seat over one of the judges' tables for, one, for a fair part of it as well, and I watched it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I thought it. I thought that Alex had probably done enough. Um, he he was throwing some really solid solid knees that were fucking really hurting. Um and you know he had pretty good hands and his kicks and that were pretty good. Yeah, there's probably a couple of things you mentioned though. So it was under glory rules. So I mean yeah. it's under glory judging. And glory yeah. judging um places volume and aggression over e over everything else. So it's not quite mm -hmm. Muay Thai rules. So the way I saw it, round one and two were really close. Round three, Alex had it. So you could easily judge that fight either way. I've watched yeah. it a couple of times now. And um, like, there's even like a time in round two when Cody um, dumped Alex, you know, knees. Like like in the clinch, Alex was definitely superior. But yeah. like it was real a real tit-for-tat battle. Like I think round three was very easy to judge. Round one and two were actually quite tight. You could mm. you could judge it anyway, and I wouldn't really complain. Mm. And I think yeah. that, um, it was interesting because often for a K1 or glory fight, the way you judge it is like more on volume and aggression than power and Muay Thai is more power. So sometimes um, the way it's judged can kind of change the outcome. So I, I saw that with round one and round two being tight. Round three was easily Alex's, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was definitely like a like a tip for tap battle. It was like mm. the, the the punching, like boxing, and kind of like it was like because Cody he would normally he does quite a lot of kind of like just like not convention like super conventional stuff. You know, like he threw like a spitting back kick and like he did quite a lot of just like quite like random kind of strikes with his legs, but most of it was just like really solid punching. Um, oh, that's a powerful unit. Yeah, and then Alex was. Alex was blocking a lot of it, but then, like, from an aggression perspective, he was definitely kind of getting outworked. And then, you know, in the clinch, I felt like Alex obviously was winning, um, but, it's you know, sense. Cody was still answering back a lot too. Like, even mm -hmm. though his knees weren't as good, like, he was answering back a lot too. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I personally felt like like Alex won it, but then, you know, like, it's 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 easy to see how it could go the other way. Um, yeah, yeah. That's you know what I mean? One yeah. and two, it's so close. You could yeah. get all three rounds to Alex or two rounds to Cody and one round yeah. to Alex. But round three was the only one you go, you, you, you can't, you don't need to argue about that. You know, yeah. even Cody having that beautiful throw in round two was like, oh, wow. Like in, in the clinch, yeah. you know, that, that was out of nowhere. So I found round, oh, round two were tight. I thought it was a yeah. fucking cool fight. I think. Great fight. Yeah. I, I Stylistic matchup. Yeah, my rules, but that's just me, you know. Yeah. I, I, really I, good matchup. Great that. Full tie rules, I think it just wouldn't be fair because Alex will just go so hard with his elbows too, you know. He's got oh, really yeah, nice, no, like, no, tight inside Cody, elbows. Cody would fight different as well, so it would be a different fight, would say. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. But I think it's, it, yeah, that's right. I mean, that, that rule set would probably favour Alex though more, just oh, purely from so. his style, right? From I, stylistically. I if you look at how well Cody can adjust. I mean, he fought on the, um, the Arsenal X rules. That's true. Know. Like I mean, Cody fights boxing. He he does everything, you know. So so, yeah. um, I think Cody's smart enough, and obviously Wayne's smart enough. They'll, they'll adjust to those rules. But I'd, I'd love to see that as a rematch. That would be amazing. Five three, yeah. five. Well, they asked. They asked for a Muay Thai full tie, but they didn't want to do it. 
So yeah, I'm asking. <laughs> glory is glory is like a compromise, right? Because you get the knees and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of. But you know what? I want to say like a, a shout out to Cody because um, you know he he he's such a he's such a good dude. You know he he made a post and he just said um, you know I I don't I don't actually know how I won. I didn't feel like I won. Um, yeah. so so you know like man, full credit to him. Like full respect to him. Like he's just That's telling cool. it telling it how he felt it was. Um. But but at the same time though, as we all mentioned, it was a very tight fight, and we could understand how the judges could see it from a different perspective. Yeah, and and, it, and also like especially being Glory Rules, mm. it's, it's judged it's judged different. So um, I know there's some stuff online about about the judging. I'm like, well, first off, you got to make sure you're judging it under the rules that it's fought under. Mm. You know, and, and the same if you fought. Um, Muay Thai and judged it under K1 rules, it's like, well, no, you should judge Muay Thai under Muay Thai rules, you know? Yeah. It's just a different, just a different criteria. And glory is a bit more volume-based. So... Yeah. I think we need a rematch, man. Oh, right. we need lots of rematch. Let's make a rematch happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I reckon that's cool. Like, I mean, yeah. fuck yeah. And, like, Cody is the fucking man. Like, yeah. he's he's been, he's been fighting actively, like, the last two years. And some fucking cool fights, man. You know, like yeah, I wonder if he's up and anyone else here in New Zealand. He'll be up there, wouldn't he? Yeah, fuck yeah. I like, can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. No, that's right. He's fought like he caught her. He's fought Reed Miller. He fought. Um, he's fought fucking everybody, man. Like, and I guess I guess that that also is a testament to like Alex too, because you know he's kind of stepped up now. Like yes. into that adult world, you know, mm. his yeah. his induction to that really was the king in the ring, which we know wasn't the most successful for him going in against, mm. you know, an absolute beast Alejandro. Mm. Um, but but yeah, he's obviously you know come back from that, and then he's showing that like now nah, I belong here, and with a performance like that, I mean that just opens up lots of doors for him, doesn't it? On that yeah, like high, I, higher I, level, the best he's ever looked, you know. So. Oh, he is looking sharp as. Yeah. yeah. Alex. It's getting, getting busier. Yeah. You know, yep. I, I know he's trying to be busy, but it's always like, you know, it's always nice to see fighters getting out there a bit more often. Yeah, he said he's got I, no injuries. He's, he's got no injuries. He just had a sore hand and he already, already had that sore hand going into it. So he's just keen yeah. to straight, get straight back in there, really. Yeah. <laughs> he's a beast yeah. like that, man. Honestly, physically yeah. so tough. Yeah. He's fucking cool, man. He's a good fighter, eh? I, I've, yeah. I've liked watching him. He won a um AMTA title a couple of years ago um against Matthew Pong's side. Yeah, and um, oh, great fight. And even just since then, you know, like in those couple of years since the other night when I saw him, that was the first time I'd seen him fight like in person since that um title fight. And fucking, he's smooth, man. And yeah. and the way that um, Richie communicates with him and I noticed with Lucas is fucking on. Like he just calls it and they just respond, you know, and they just like mm. like one eight, they're like boom, boom, like he's like fucking two four, whatever, boom, boom, and really clear and encouraging, really good to watch. Um, yeah, like Rich, Rich, Richie's Richie a phenomenal. Richie's a phenomenal coach, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was cool. And then, like, he had Dan Hatch helping him 
corner as well. And you know, like and Dan wow. was like involved with those boys in the corner. And you can see Dan because Dan's super technical, you know what I mean? And he'll be like inches, he'll be like, but you need this and this, you know. It was really cool to watch. It was a cool fight. And then obviously on the other side we have Wayne Vega and, and the way that he corners his boys in that in such a close fight. It was it was awesome, man. It was it was really cool. It was good. Good fight. And then Lucas and uh, Lucas and Dom. Oh fuck me! Jeez. What a fight! Yeah, that's high level, Lee. Eh? That's a high level oh, fight right there. It was just fucking dynamite. I thought it was a great fight. It was a really good fight. Um, it was an interesting rule set. It was interesting again under Glory rules. Yeah. Um, it, I I think. I don't quite know what the there's obviously two really different styles in Lucas and Dominic in Glory Rules compared to I think if they were to fight full Muay Thai because you know Dominic when he fights full Muay Thai is a bit lighter on the front foot when he fights like Glory Rules or kickboxing you know so um, I think that he adapted to the fight quite well. Whereas you've got Lucas, who's got that traditionally like um, Jackal's Gym style of fighting um, that's quite aggressive and quite like fucking let's go. But now he's got like Richie training him as well. And he so his, his stance looked, I think his stance looked quite a, like a real traditional like Lee Gas sort of a stance. You know what I mean? Like just, I thought he looked really sharp anyway. It was it was hard to explain, but yeah. he just looked he just looked different, and I thought he looked really good, you know. Um, and so full credit to him, you know, like to fight Dominic and 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 take the win was a pretty cool feat, you know. He just kept on coming, eh? He just kept on coming forward. That's how I saw it, anyway. Yeah, um, and I thought I thought his kicks were just so powerful. Like there was one time when he like there was there's two times actually. So the first time he threw his right body kick, I was like, holy smokes, dude, that looks so sore. Like, yeah. I would not want to be hit by that. And then <laughs> at the last round, he landed it again, and then Dom just, like, folded over. Full credit to Dom. He didn't get an eight count from it. He managed to stay standing. But yeah. there was just, like, an onslaught of just knees and just everything, right hooks and everything. I was, like, in my car screaming, Go back to the gag. Go back to the gag. I was like, ah, like that's like a TKO, man. Like, come on, baby. But um, yeah. but yeah, he wasn't quite able to seal. Wasn't quite able to seal it. So um, yeah, but yeah, dominant, dominant finish to the fight for sure. Yeah, oh, and Dominic is the fucking man. Like that boy has been in some fucking really, really tough fights. You know, like yeah, um, he came through when there was. Um, Mike Bevington, um, Nick Horder, um, Nick Aratima, those guys were all kind of fighting each other a fair bit in the South Island scene, and then, yep. um, and he sort of started getting bigger and bigger, and then he just like you know, those fights that he's had with Nick Horder and the King of the Ring finals and stuff like that, and, um, and that fight that he had with Rob Horrocks, like. To 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 be Lucas and, and and get a win against somebody of that caliber, I think is a fucking true testament to 
all this hard work. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big scalp, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I do wonder if Dom should have had a bit more rest after the Arsenal fight. You know. Well, actually, uh, quite a few people messaged me about that, and they asked me, you know, like, do you think it's all good that he's fighting again so soon? And I was like, ah, not really, man. You know. Like, if, I, I guess, like, this is, like, a kind of, like, a top... We could, we could discuss this on another time. Um, but it's, like, you know, because the it's way that he... Well, yeah, sure. But, um, you know, the way that he was... The way that he was dropped and stuff and, like, um, you know, stopped on um, Arsenal X, it was almost more like the sheer weight behind um, Aaron Toe's hits just pushed his whole body over. You know what I mean? Like there was a few that kind of hit around the back, back of the head here, like back of the ear. Sorry, that just yeah. you know, if you get hit there, it's just quite a hard punch to kind of recover from, um, and that just generally kind of switches the lights out on a lot of fighters, um, even if it's just momentary. But yeah, like there was there was a few shots where he would get hit, and it would just kind of like it was just like the weight just made him go down, you know, because um, you could see like he he bounced back up real quickly, and he was keen to keep going, yeah. but. Again, though, still regardless of that, he was very, like, visibly, like, rocked. You know, you could see it, um, you know, but it was still a TKO, right? As opposed to, like, a full-fledged, you're completely knocked out, you know, your whole body's lifeless, your head rattles off the canvas kind of thing. So it's like, yeah. he wasn't completely KO. Stoppage, you know, be it TKO or KO, yeah. because the, the logic behind a TKO, from yeah. a medical point of view, is you're stopped because you're probably about to get KO'd. So there's there's almost no difference. Yeah, I understand no. what you're saying. Yeah, now for sure. Yeah. And, and in all honesty, I thought Alex, I'm sorry, um, Lucas looked phenomenal in the fight, but I also thought Dom looked off. You know, I mean, Dom is phenomenal. And I thought Dom looked just like a li little bit less than he only is. Dom's one of my all time favorite fighters in New Zealand. Like, I love that guy. You know, I was that's having on those shows. But he looked a me, bit shocked, right? He looked sorry? a bit shocked. He looked a bit shocked. Yeah, you know, he like, just looked like just a fraction yeah. slower than normal, a bit. It's just, just maybe ten percent less than what he is. You know, and I was just wondering if maybe he needed a bit more rest before he fought because yeah. Dom's normally sharp as as yeah. so sharp as he's like a Ginsu knife. It's ridiculous, yeah. you know. But you know, and, yeah. and 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 you know, Lucas is also he's not an easy fight. Like I mean, we saw him. We saw him in King of the Ring, right? When he tagged Nikola on the yeah. chin, and he really rocked Nikola. Like that, actually, you know, that was like a great. His right hand was like a really good equalizer in that fight because it meant that Nikola had to go to that other level to to get the stoppage, you know, or not the stoppage, but to get that eight count in the last round, just yeah. to make sure it wasn't a draw and it didn't go to an extension round, right? So, yeah. you know, we know that Lucas is like. He's, it's, he's technically super good and he's super hard. So it's, it is like a really challenging fight for someone to have that loss and then go straight into like a fight with Lucas. I think so. So, so let's throw in the question out to you guys is um, if you were coaching him, would Dom have had that fight? Would he have been resting a bit longer? Oh, That's a hard one, man. Yeah, I don't know. I would, I, I would probably err on the side of him resting. I yeah, would like. I, I would rest him if it was me. Yeah. Um, mm. it's, it's tough because I mean Dom's phenomenal. 
you know, and like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a new John fan, always will be. Yeah. You know? Him and Rob Horrocks are still one of the best fights I've ever seen live in New Zealand. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think if, I think if he's at the level that he's at and he feels comfortable to be able to take on the fight, yeah, then I think I would, I would, I would back him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. he knows it's, it, he's very experienced, yeah. and um, and I feel like if he's taken on a fight, I think, you know, I was supposed to have Dominic on Vendetta. He was going to fight um, someone. I was going to fight Charlie, Charlo and Beatties, I think. I can't remember who it was, but I had a match with anyway. But Wayne pulled him out. Wayne's like, nah, he needs a break. Um, he'd, he'd had a couple of, I forget who he'd fought that year. Um, but Wayne had pulled him out of that fight for that reason um, and said, you know, look, he needs a, needs a bit of a breather. Um and that was cool, you know. I think something had happened. I think his opponent had actually pulled out. And Wayne's like, look, just don't worry about replacing him because he needs a break kind of the thing. Um, so I, in that respect, I think, yeah, no, let him make the decision. If he wants to fight, make him get him to where he needs to, well, as far as he can, and trust in him to put in his best performance, which he, yeah. he did. Yeah, he gave the best that he could. Like, well, uh, You can't go like that, but it, it was... Six weeks since he last fought, right? You know, it's all like six weeks in one day. If you want to get technical, I forgot my dates. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Very short period of time, and and you know, I mean, I, if it was my if it was my fighter, I'd say to him, okay, bro, I want you to go to the doctor. I want you to go like get special clearances done. If you feel a hundred percent like you're able to fight to the best of your abilities, and you're not going to be like hindered in any way whatsoever, then I'll allow you to go for it. And I'd also tell him like, don't don't come to sparring for like two or three weeks, probably like three weeks. Um, obviously, like you still need him to do some sparring, but I would, you know, I'd be quite cautious about who I got him to spar with. And then like, yeah, you know, because like, like like what Scott said too at that level, his experience and stuff. Like, I'm mm -hmm. sure he wouldn't really need to have masses of super intense sparring, anyways. Um, because of the sheer number of fights that he's had and the fact that he did just fight six weeks ago, you know? So, so here's the big thing though. Yes. Yeah. If, if you do have concussion, then often yeah. you're not allowed to get your heart rate too high. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so that means it's very hard to train, you know? I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it did, but just saying there's a general concussion rule. So it's not just a sparring you'd have to look at, you'd have to look at your. Yeah. Anyway, it would be it would be about the severity of the concussion, wouldn't it? It would well, be like how bad of a concussion is it? Probably to judge that, which means you've got to really go to a concussion clinic, and it takes one to three or four weeks to even get in to see somebody under the ACC rules. You know what I mean? And by that time, they'll yeah. have anyway, and then they'll do a full test. You know, sometimes they do it with the rugby league when they have the tests. Yeah, and Basco's test is quite good. I wonder, uh, I wonder if you, how much you could just pay to go get that done. I mean, like, how much would it cost, roughly, to just go? I don't, I don't get it know. Done? I know it's very hard to get in, in the concussion clinic. I know yeah. that the Basco's test will be Basco's test is really, really good, but mm. it's often predicated yeah. on doing pre-fight baseline check. Just didn't, to, um, a bit different. Didn't uh, Jason Sutty buy one of those brain scan things? 
Okay, uh, CKB brought them in, then I think um, Jason got Vesco in for a couple of shows to do it. Oh, yeah. Vesco's yeah. really good. So, yeah. Gone I mean, as a, as a promoter, like, I would, I would, like, if I really, really wanted, like, if that fight was going to make the show kind of thing, then I would be, you know, and I knew that there was a lot of tickets sales for it, for that particular fight, then I would probably be inclined to, like, weigh it up and be like, oh, maybe I'll just pay for it, you know? And plus, obviously, it's like Wayne's show too. But yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> all great in theory, but obviously everything has to add up too. And then like, yeah, the fighter has to be like open and willing and keen for it all too, right? Mm-hmm. I spoke to Dominic after it and um, he just, yeah, he's such a, he's a really, really nice kid, eh? I really like him. He's, he's so polite and respectful. And, um, and, you know, I could tell he was just, super gutted you know i think he realized and his mum was there and he was like apologizing to her just saying oh you know that going tonight and then I, I really felt sort of felt for him and his his mum that were there at the time it was yeah i think he's i think he, whoever he gets to fight next is probably going to be a bit of a different story <laughs> mate. yeah yeah have a bit of time off come back dom and yeah we feel sorry for your next opponent put it that way <laughs> yeah. much love bro can't wait to see if I get oh yeah. um there was a couple of other fights I was going to sort of tell you about um just quickly there was a, a four man on there so um the winner of the four man ended up being um four, Mason yeah Mason uh, Mason uh, Rashma um from uh Ford's gym down in um Ashburton Fight Fit Fitness um, now, that was a kid that we talked about when he had his very first fight. We were blown away. He fought on um, Aftermath of Elbows. Yes. Oh. No, I think he fought um, William Knight on memory. Yeah, yeah. He is an absolute beast. And him and um, Pahui Light was the final. Yeah, and... that was a great fight. Oh, my God. It was fucking close. Um, it was a really good fight. I was... Yeah, it was fucking it was fireworks, eh? It would have been a really, really hard one to judge. Really hard one to judge. Um Kahui was throwing some beautiful he's just growing as a fighter. Fuck man. These young kids are just that next tier at that sixty two weight range, man. It's just fucking insanity at that weight range at the moment. Man, um, there's just layers of it, eh? It's just incredible. I thought the format was really, really good. It was cool. There was some great, really hearty performances by all the boys that were in it. They, um, I thought they represented themselves in their gyms really, really well. Um, there was a female fight between Crystal Allison from um, South Island League Gar and Hayley Keatings from Dunedin Kickboxing at 66 kilos, K1. Um, it was a fucking beast of a fight too. The girls really got into it. Um, Crystal took the win away. Um, yeah, the really aggressive fight. They really got into it, so it was a good fight to watch. So it was a cool one probably to probably run back at some stage. Um, Beverly's fought both those girls. Um, so you know maybe another have a fourth girl around that weight range. We could have ourselves a fucking old four woman, you know, at like sixty six, be quite full, full time force that'll be sweet. Um <laughs> but yeah that was that was that was it. There was a a, a four bugger um 
broke his oh, leg. I heard about this. Oh. Um, Hadley from uh, Universal um, Ballet Total. Fuck that, man. That's the second one I've seen this year. I had one on my show earlier in the year, and this one today, the other day, was fuck, they don't look nice, man. <laughs> they don't look good. He just, just, he was launching these kicks, and um, they were hard, and then he just kicked, got it checked, and like, Grounded deck, you know, and whack, and well, that's from memory how I saw it anyway. And then just so, so it was it was a low kick. It was a low kick. Yeah, low kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was really loading up on it, like like big oh, jump. He, yeah, he, he he'd thrown a couple prior to that that were just rockets, and um, yeah. So I hope I hope, hope that he's um in good care anyway, because I would imagine. You know, it's part of a fairly long layup for an injury like that. So, um, yeah, well, you know, probably about uh, like over over a year for that. Yeah, before you can get yeah. back to like training and stuff and like competing. Yeah, mm. yeah, so, takes uh, time. Seen, I, I've, yeah. yeah, I've seen a lot. Of, I've seen quite a few of them, eh? Like Eugene yeah. Berryman and um, oh, Rodney yes, Swain. That was pretty bad. And then also Hayden. He Hayden was an interesting one because he cracked his, but then like he didn't know it was cracked. Hayden Todd, he didn't know it was cracked, and then it was after the fight he showed the X ray and it was like fully cracked. Oh. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, yeah, that's nasty, eh? I know. And, um, there was one. There was a guy um, this year from uh, um Barna. He he snapped his um, on my show. I was riffing it. I thought he just. I thought he twisted his ankle, so I started eight counting, and I was like, oh, "Get down!" It's an eight count, and right. um, he's like, "No, no, look!" And I looked down, I was like, "Oh fuck, man. broken leg!" I was like, "You poor yeah. fuck!" Oh and, man, um, such a change. It's, it's interesting how we don't, you, you know, it's not very often that you see this happening in Thailand. Um, like it, it happens, but it's like no way near as much as what you see happening in like Western countries, and yeah. um something that I've like got to like understand is about the way that bone density is kind of like um, formed in our bodies. Um, so rugby players and MMA players, they've got the high, highest bone density out of all sports. So that's just like a fun fact there. Um, a lot of that is to do with just like the constant kind of like impact on bone that they would be experiencing. Um when it comes to like the Thai fighters though, and just I guess the fight gyms specifically out of Thailand, there's like a really like long, uh, lengthy training sessions, right? Where they're spending a lot of time kicking that heavy bag. Um, and you know, th there was a study done on these ballerinas, and um, I know this is separate to fighting, but this is th there's a, a book called Anatomy Trades by Thomas Myers, and he breaks this down. But basically, uh, preseason and postseason they did a um, scan on these ballerinas' toes. And um, at the end of their season, the bone density of their toes had increased. But then as they took the time off, and then when they went back into the preseason phase again, that bone density went back down. So the bones are a really interesting thing. It's just like muscle. If you stimulate it enough, it will grow and it will get more dense. But I would say this to all the fighters out there listening to this, it's really important to get your reps in on the heavy bag. Like mm. even if you're not 
you know, like a power kicker or whatever, like who cares? Just stand in front of that damn bag and kick it because that's what's going to help to make your shins get harder. And it's not about hitting concrete or hitting super dense wood or anything like that. Or like what, like even just whacking your shins. It's not, it's not even about that. It's just about that impact on a solid surface, you know, like, like a heavy bag and just repetition after repetition after repetition. And then that bone will grow. And it's, it's the force of the impact and the like solidity of the, the object that you're hitting into that will stimulate the bone to grow. So yeah, just, just something out there for you guys to, to take away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever get into that whole thing with like using bottles and fucking rolling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and whacking them with sticks and that. Like it fucking hurts. You know, like yeah. I don't want to do bag, that. Bro. Kick the heavy bag. Like it, yeah. you kick the, you do a hundred kicks. If you don't know, if you don't fucking, it's the same with knees, you know, like yeah. you do a hundred or 200 knees on the bag and your knees will fucking hurt. You know, the skin yeah. will hurt. Yeah. You know, and um and that calluses up after a while, you know, and just shit like that. Like hitting yeah. the bag is the same, same, same. Or you know, get yeah. get the the if a lot of gyms got the, the long, skinny, narrow bags, yeah. you know. And yeah, I don't know, most of the time they're either well, as well filled with leather scraps, so they're fucking like concrete down the bottom. You yeah. launch into that a hundred times, your yeah. shins will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember like asking Aaron, how do you make your shins get harder? And he just goes, just, and he goes, just kick the heavy bag, you know. And we had this, this one bag, yeah. that was just so wide, so fat, and it was just rock, you know. So <laughs> yeah, like just kick that bag. But um, no, nah, I used to go to the park and I'd kick trees and I'd like whack my, my shins <laughs> with like sticks and shit. We had these like little wooden blocks and we'd just sit there just smacking our shins and stuff. But um, yeah, like honestly. None of that stuff matters. Just just kick the heavy bag. It's just <laughs> something that you see in movies, you know, but it just makes yeah. your shins bleed and increases yeah. your chances of getting staff. So let's just, yeah. let's just kick the heavy bag, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then once you've got skin shins, you can't kick the fucking pads anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, you fucking look like a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, nah. Cool. Okay. So... Shall we move so, on to Philip Lamb yeah. or you got some? Oh, yeah, yeah bro. Lamb. Let's get into that. Let's go. All right. Okay. You can take so, this one, You can be on the lead. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Philip Lamb, sure. Um, yeah, there was, there was, there's a lot of really good fights there. Like, yeah. just from the start to the finish, uh, it was, there was just really, really high level, great fights. Um, we'll, we'll just kind of focus on the, on the four man for, for now yeah. and the final, the main event. Sorry. So, the four man, the first two fights we had. Alpha Trago versus Max Bates. So you got Alpha, the young, super explosive, um, just really powerful, tough young man from Salt. Um, and then versus Max Bates, who's like yeah, a really tall, yeah, yeah. yeah, like really tall, Sorry. long, rangy fighter. And he's fighting out of Rivera Liga. Um, yeah, Max yeah. looked amazing. Looked great. Looked awesome. Um, really impressed. I was I was super impressed with Max's um, performance, and um, you know Alpha Alpha just you know does what he does like did or did what he always does is just be a really difficult fight for anyone. Um, so yeah, that was a really good fight. Max played the long game. He like I've I've never really seen Alpha have to work that hard to just be able to land some, something on someone. Normally, he has, yeah. he has a better ability to like just get in 
and land his shots. So he did really struggle with that. And Max was just defensively like really solid too. Um, so that was a that was a great fight. Um, both both fighters had their moments, and then yeah, Alpha um edged edged out the win. Um, so yeah, that was that was the first semi semi final fight. Um, what what were you guys' thoughts on that fight? Did you guys like it? Yeah, was... I thought. Oh, yeah, I thought it was great. Point A, it was um, it was interesting. Eh? It's, it's it's interesting how how like Alpha's grown as a fighter. I think he's um. Some fucking tough fights, man. Because he's a he's a young he's a young young man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Fucking, he's tough, and I think I think he's done really well to get himself in the shape that he's in. Um yeah. Because when I last saw him, when he was a bit younger, he was quite a solid young kid. You know, like he was when he was growing. You know, he's twelve or thirteen. You know, he was quite a solid kid. And, and now he's just like lean and looks really strong and he's really rangy. Eh? Um, mm. I think he looks good at that weight. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Max, someone that I haven't seen a lot of, um, yeah. but I really liked his style. He was, yeah. Um, Cause the, he's coached by um, Chopper, is he? Uh, now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So he, I thought he looked really good, eh? I thought he had nice, I liked his stance and everything. I thought it was a good fight, but yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought Alpha, I thought Alpha, yeah. um, for the for the W for that one, eh? Yeah, yeah. I watched, yeah, I watched, I watched the fight back again, and I felt like like it was weird because at the time, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm so used to Alpha just like dominating his opponents or like just mm-hmm. being really clearly the winner. Um, it almost just felt like off when he wasn't doing that <laughs> so yeah but yeah watching it back i felt like yeah alpha alpha had a lot of um really good clean clear moments um it was it was definitely a tough it was definitely a hard really hard fight for him i think max said that weight's going to be hard for anyone because he's just so tall and long and rangy he's so well put together i thought his his game plan was really good yeah like, he was, um that's what i thought that fight was really close um, yeah, it was really, really yeah. good. I thought Max is like first time I've seen Max fight, and I'm like, man, this guy, this guy's in like a huge impact. This guy's king of the ring material. Yeah, yeah. What, um, what do you think would have happened if that fight had been full tight? Oh, they, they were mod tie those semis, eh? Yeah, that's a good question. Look, I think, I think Alpha's got enough experience with fighting with elbows that he would have been all right. Because he, you know, he's got all that youth experience fighting with elbows. I, I, I don't think it would have impacted him too much. And I remember his last fight too was was I, th- I believe with elbow elbows as well. So I think he would have been all right. You know, I don't think it would have affected him too much. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was yeah, really really good fight. And then the net the other fight. So he had Keegan Transu versus Jerome Pascure. Um, so that was also a really, really good fight, man. Just sheesh, both those guys just really went for it from the get-go all the way through. Had Keegan really smashing the leg, Jerome throwing his left body kick from southpaw, so throwing that kick up high. Um, Jerome just kind of like edging out the exchanges and the punches, but then Keegan probably edging out the low kick exchanges. Um, clinching, Keegan was probably winning a little bit there, but then Jerome still had his moments and then 
in that last round, I feel like Jerome really showed his experience and he was able to kind of like sustain his output a bit better and kind of just be a little bit more aggressive, I guess, because Keegan kind of just, he kind of faded a little bit, but, but he still, yeah, like just incredible performance from both fighters. Like I was just, I was just really impressed with both of them. eh? What did you guys think? Let you pick for fighter or not? Yeah, for sure. Has to be surely. That was just an absolute slugfest. Both boys just like boom, like trading right hands, trading hooks, trading low kicks. Time. That was a really the whole format. I thought was excellent. To be fair, yeah, phenomenal, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. What a treat of a, of, of a format. Yeah, it's really good. There's fucking fuck. There's some really good fighters. Fuck, there's some good fighters. Like yeah, really starting to go for it now. I eh? some of these young yeah. boys, man, have been. We've been waiting for these guys like Lucas and Alpha and AJ and all these kids, you know, to, to hit their early 20s for the yep. last five or six years. Because you know? <laughs> yeah. they're fucking good, man. They're yeah. Really good. And they're training alongside guys that are the current fucking champions yep. and their yep. coaches, you know. Yep. So yeah. they've got three generations in there. Like, they're going to be sharp, aren't they? Yeah. And then we had, yeah, then we had the final of that four men. So we had um, Alpha versus Jerome. And before the fight happened, Tate Brady came up to us and he was like, these two, we we do like trading, like spa trades. So they'll, they'll come to our gym. Sometimes we'll go to them. And he goes, whenever these two spar, it's just tit for tat. And that was basically how it was the whole fight. It was just tit for tat. Um, yeah, Jerome was just, going for it alpha was going for it it was just all out war from the start you know it was really impressive fight um yeah just what a blitzkrieg of just techniques and punches and just all all round like really really impressive fight yeah yeah it was pretty cool eh? <laughs> pretty cool They're both trying to make their mark eh? yeah for sure man yeah it's a tough one it's it's the kind of fight that you're like, you just wish that there, there wasn't going to be a loser, you know, like, because <laughs> yeah. cause the, the fans are already, we've already won just watching yeah. something like that, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty cool. Eh? And it's it's also fucking cool that to have fights like that at the moment with these young guys on a 48th Tifu Phillip Lambs, you know, like, it's, it's far out, man. That's yeah, heaps, eh? Yeah, that's, a, that's it's like, crazy. You, you can imagine having a big fight like that that stands out like that. It's like fucking crazy, yeah. man. Because that, considering how many fights have been on those shows, there's there's some historical ones. You know what I mean? Some and massive. So, yeah, you don't. You as, as the years go by, you kind of just realize like the the like the insane amount of amazing fights that have been on his promotions. You know, it's yeah, pretty yeah. crazy, right? When you look back. A lot of the fighters yeah. that have kind of like worked their way up through the ranks through those shows. So, yeah. And then we had the main event. So we had Bradley Kearns versus uh, Dan Luanga. Um, that was a really, really good fight too, man. I felt like um, Bradley was really composed. He was really like just kind of like he had this like very like in control and calm demeanor. Dan was a lot more aggressive. He was really like pushing, pushing the fight pace. He got his nose broken in round one. Um, and there was just blood like streaming out of it, so that wasn't good for him. 
Um, but then like, yeah, he definitely had some good moments and yeah, it was just, it was just a lot of like, really, it was like, they're almost like mirror image of each other, except Bradley was just a little bit more com kind of composed and like centered. And Dan was a bit more like in and out aggressive um, and, and just kind of pressuring. So yeah, it was a very, that was also a very, very uh, close, close fight. Um, closer than what I felt the judges' scorecards reflected. That's what, that's all I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what, what what was the decision for it? Uh, it was like unanimous unanimous points decision to uh, Bradley, and it was yeah. like it, a lot of like I think like more, like I think I think pretty much I think two of the judges gave like three rounds out of two or yeah, and then one judge gave five rounds. To Brett, uh, to Dan. So, yeah, I was like, "Ooh, that's a bit, that's a bit harsh." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If you get your nose broken in a round, you know that's like pretty. You know, <laughs> that's quite a definitive yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as you can tell, you know, sometimes it can be hard to tell. You that's, know, that's, true. that's true. That's true. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. But yeah, hey. no, that was yeah. I think yeah, it was, all in all, was a re re really cool fight. You know, really good, aggressive, cool fight, really fun, um, good to watch. So yeah, that yeah. So those those are the those are like kind of like the main um, the main fights on the card. Um, standout fighter for me actually was, I would say like the the first fight of the night. Um, it was Thomas Kim versus. Oh, that was a Bailey. I think the guy's name was Bailey or something. Yeah, Can't remember his name. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was such a good fight. They flip. I I really I really like Thomas's style. He was very like Muay Thai esque, you know, like a but like a a really good kind of Muay femur Thai style Thai style. Mm. And then the other guy was like just straight like Muay Mat, like I'm gonna take your head off. Um, so it's just whenever you see a stylistic matchup like that, like mm. you just know it's gonna be a really good fight. Um, yeah. Especially they were both like of a good level. So um, skill-wise, yeah, and Thomas was able to get the win, but it was hard. It was a hard-fought win. Sheesh. Yeah. yeah so that was, was that was a cool one. Yeah, it was a cool one, eh? That was a good fight. That was a good fight. Yeah. Okay, so this week, we can quickly go over it quickly. Um, yep. City of the Gar, um, have Art of Art War cool. on. Yes. Um, so that actually... I've, I've got the card here. I just sent it through to you guys on Messenger. Um, the main event looks like Shy Levin from um, City of the Go and um, Bjorn Haycock from CKB. Mod Thai, uh, Muay Thai, 3 twos, 82 kilos, um, which will be a really good fight because Shy's been banging around. He fought down here um, for a wee while. He had a couple of fights down here. I think he's had a couple in Thailand prior to that. Um, and then he moved up. He was fighting a Titan training ground, I think. And then he's been at um Liga now for a couple of years at least, I think. He's doing really, really well. Like his performances have been really, really good. I think he's a good fighter to, to look at. And um although I don't know much about um Gorn from CKB, uh, do you know anything about him, Steve? Um I think I might have seen him fight one time. Yeah, but um no, not not too much, sorry. Yeah. But I imagine like he'll be, he's going to be pretty handy. I think it'd be two really different styles. Yeah. Um, so that'd be pretty pretty choice. Um, there's 
a girl that's fighting on there I saw before, um, oh, uh, Sarah Ahmed from um, Beyond Fitness. Um, I've seen her fight a few times and I saw her fight on a TMT show a couple of years ago and she's a solid, good good fighter. Um, yeah. So she's fighting Katie McLiver from City Ligar. So Mod Thai 57 kilos. So I think that'd be an interesting fight because last fun. time I thought, saw Sarah fight, I think it was like 53 or something like that. So seeing her come up into 57 might be quite exciting. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that fight. I think that'd be quite good. Um, and the rest of the card is, is I think I talked to Tony, you know, it's guys that have had two or three fights or four or five fights that are getting into it. Um, you know, so it's just been a really, really hard, I think, hard show to match for him. Um, and I guess with having Seafood show just the other day, three, that would have made it pretty hard, I guess, probably for both of them to try and get fighters on. Um, but the coolest thing about it is, though, is... And I think this is why people would want to get tickets and, and get along to the show. They always fucking sell out and people are messaging me on the day going, oh, where do I get tickets? Where do I, oh, too late. But the exciting thing is, is that although these guys aren't quite the big names that we normally see on, on Art of War, our fighters that are getting to fight on a legendary promotion that they probably normally wouldn't get that opportunity because, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, we've got all these main main names that are out. Um, and I think if, if you look at it that way in perspective of, like, the one Lumpini Friday night stuff, where these guys are getting their opportunities to show off and see what they can do and then make a name for themselves or, or put on a solid performance that next time when there's looking to be all these good fighters and the top level fighters that are normally on that show are back and they need another one or two fights, then your performance on this show might get you into that, that league. And then you're fighting with the big boys, you know, like the way to get recognized. So I think that's an exciting way for people to probably look at doing that show. hundred percent, man. Yeah, that's an awesome opportunity for them to get the name out there and, like you said, fight on a really good show that's got great, you know, great production and, yeah, just great platform for them to have build their name and, and get, get themselves out there. Mm, mm. And you know what it's like, too. Like you get these fighters that have only had, you know, three or four of them. They might have had a couple of fights out of Chinese and stuff like that. Like, they'll fucking want a bang and they'll, they'll have all their mates there as well, you know, so... <laughs> I think it's, I think it'll be a cool joke. Yeah. I think often like like um first time is the most exciting because they're the most unexpected. You know what I mean? So there's a lot more wild stuff that happens at different times. So it makes it makes it a lot more entertaining, you know. They might not have all the refined skill, but they definitely got raw aggression, you know. Mm. Right to- oh, and the thing is, man, like without those guys coming through like and amongst those fighters we're going to have like the next fucking you know like name like Kane Conlon or mm. Alexi Serapisos or you know Pierce Shields yeah. or Brad Riddell whatever, you know Brad Riddell you know yeah like Chopper Chapman those guys exactly that that in this show now you know and and you'll get the opportunity to see them when they started out but you'll Definitely want to remember in 
10 or 15, 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So I think people want to get along and support the show. It'd be a great one. Hot topic, Mark. Where you go. Hot topic, gentlemen. So the question is, if you had an average person and you were able to train them um, four times a week for two hours a week, how long before they'll be ready to have a full-time rules fight um, with padded elbows and stuff? Steve, go. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say... Yeah, so so we've got four training sessions a week, two hours per training session, right? Yeah, just so we've got a, a, a fair baseline of comparison. Yeah, 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 cool. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's just a fair training um, amount of time per week from a week-to-week basis. Yeah, look, I would say... Five months, four to five months, training like that. That's that's my own personal opinion. Like I like I feel like uh, if someone was training that much, um, and and they had like a good quality trainer that they could get there, or even a tr- or training partners that they could get there within that four to five mark, month window to have their first fight full tie rules with pads, elbow pads, for sure. I'll, I'll I, end it there. Um... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's cool yeah. that's cool um i guess the first question i'd have is like define average like you know like the Absolutely. average person comes in you know like um but i, I guess i know what you mean like it, i i think that it couldn't just be average i think it could be anyone i think when it's physically capable of fighting i should say you know like yeah I don't yeah. care what weight they are. I don't care what height they are. I don't care yeah. what gender they are. I, you know, I don't care. I think that if they come in and and stick around and um and like they do like the beginner class, the intro class, or whatever, you know, like they, they come in, they train in there for forty five minutes on a Tuesday and a Thursday. Like, yeah, okay, cool. And then after after their first couple of classes, they're hanging around and taking an interest in sparring or working on the bag or maybe doing a little bit of sparring drill with somebody, you know, showing a bit of an interest. And then I suggest to them, right, oh, well, you come in and train. We think you've got potential. There's no obligation to fight, but we want you to come and train in with our fighters. And we'll, we'll train you one-on-one, so either myself or Caitlin. Um, or James or Beverly, and um, and see what you can do, and then increase their sparring and that kind of thing. I reckon two months. I could get someone. Mm-hmm. I could get mm-hmm. someone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, with that kind of time period, like four times a week, two hours a day. You know, mm-hmm. like or. Or you could break that down. You could say, well, if this is, uh, if you could do an hour one day, two hours another day, an hour and a half, and an hour and a half, or something like that. You know what I mean? To, to yeah. then you could break their training into getting the right amount of cardio, rest, strength work, and sparring. Um, obviously, technical ability, I wouldn't be giving too much of a shit about. Like as far as combos, it would just be straight out: can you kick? Can you defend yourself? Can you fucking know what to do or when to throw an elbow? Yeah, fuck yeah, like two months. Sweet. Yeah. 
like and I don't mean like I don't mean like oh you've trained for a month now you've got a four week fight game and now you're fighting in two months I mean like I'll train you for two months and that's we'll find you a fight six week fight camp increase everything wait so I guess that would end up like three and a half total to total I guess nice nice what do nice. you reckon um I think it's a stupid question. <laughs> 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 and the only reason why I think it's a silly question is I, I like the idea of letting people progress at their own rate. Mm. So regardless of somebody's ability, you know, I mean, like, why why rush someone to fighting? You know, if you have a bad fight experience in your first fight, will you carry on? I think maybe well, some people would, but I think you have quite a few less people carrying on so I, I like the idea of people taking a bit more time being a bit more ready mm. so they're just more used to the ups and downs of the sport you know um mm. but having said that i mean like, like all, the, all those answers are correct and that's the thing I, I think the best thing I, I think about um combat sports in new zealand is that we all do things our own way mm. the best thing about combat sports in new zealand is we all do things our own way you know, so yeah. we work alone and do our own things really well, and each gym does their things their own way, which is wonderful. Um, uh, as I think we should, you know, no, no one really cares the way other people do things, they're just like, I'll do things my way, you do things your way, not my business. Um, but then I don't think we come together too well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I personally like the idea of, like, I, mean, I like, like what everyone said is perfect, but for me, I was like, why rush? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, um, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. What we try to do, and I think this is the big thing about why I've always had like really strong girls, is that when we get new girls that come in, doesn't matter who they are, how old they are, what age they are, if they're six or if they're 15 or if they're 28, if we think that they're going to fight, they start cornering straight away. So, like, we don't even tell them. We just, Caitlin and I will be like, I think she's got a bit of skill. She's got a bit of skill. We're just going to invite them and say, hey, do you just want to come along with Cherry? Just come and help us corner and stuff like that. A lot of these girls have come in and they've wanted to, an outlet, obviously, to learn something different, kickboxing or whatever, but release a bit of energy, their own yeah. thing, their own time maybe meet some different people with different interests and stuff like that, you know, and then they find that new common ground with all these people and they become part of a team. All of a sudden, the mental strategy that can get somebody to fight, I think, sooner rather than later is by getting rid of some of that anxiety straight away because to corner somebody, it's different. You know, like mm -hmm. Caitlin was cornering James the other day. She goes, I feel really, really different. Like, really, yeah, it's... It's a weird, anxious feeling sometimes, I think, when you go to corner. And I think that that's an interesting feeling to get used to for anybody that's looking at fighting. So I like to bring the girls in straight away to help corner. Yeah. If they, if I think that they're going to fight and then see how they react to that and then see how they go after that in sparring. And then I, uh, if, if they pick up their game and start doing a little bit extra, you can see that the penny's already starting to drop that's when we start nurturing them. And, and you can do that really early on, you know, like really early on. But then working in a couple of weeks, you see it easy. And, nice. um, you know, I don't know. That's, that's why I reckon you can do it a bit sooner. That's all.
because you've got to get the mental thing right. Don't you? Yeah. Fighting for a first time is going to, yeah. mental hurdles is the hardest part. I think it's like, it, it's also um, relatively rare, right? That you get someone that comes to your gym and goes, like, I mean, I mean, it does happen, but, you know, it's not the same for everybody, but someone just come in, I want to fight, and you're like, okay, cool. And then they come and train like four times a week, two hours every session, just religiously week in, week out. You know what I mean? Like normally they'll do like one session, they'll try it out. Then the next week they come back and they might do two (laughs) sessions, you know? And then the next week they're like, you know, I'm going to do three now. And then like, okay, you're good enough for sparring, you know? And then they, okay, sweet bro. I'm running out of juice. Yeah, so, you know, it's very rare that they come in and they just immediately go four times a week, two hours every session, and they're a complete beginner, right? And they're like, you know, and they just, like, go straight into it. But the thing is, if you did have someone like that, like, it would be brutal to watch, but they'd also get good really fucking quickly. If they're training, like, at either of your guys' gyms, for example, or, like, any of the, like, good gyms around New Zealand, I'm sure, like, within a rapid amount of time and that also shows right if they're training four times a week two hour sessions every single time like they're hungry to have a damn fight man you know they're like sparring and doing that you don't really do that shit if you don't want to have a fight you know like yeah yeah that's it bro yeah that's (laughs) That's like a coach's dream you know you're like yeah my guy (laughs) like i had a 17 year old coming right so he's he's half iranian half korean and um, he he really, really wanted to be a fighter. And his parents were like, nah, 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 nah. And then he just kind of like went through this bit of a rut. And then, you know, long story short, the parents were like, okay, like you can you can fight. And I knew them from back at the old gym that I used to work at before I moved to Thailand. And I used to run a Muay Thai class there. And then like, so they know that, and they followed my journey on Facebook and Instagram and that. So they've like entrusted me with this kid. So yeah. so now I'm like training him up. So that's kind of a, a cool it's a big responsibility, you know, he's, a, he's like 17 years old, but he's, he's, he's tough, you know, and he's like, I'm just seeing his progression like rapidly every week. Cause he's, he's so hungry for it, you know, and he's such a like fight, like a fight fan. And he, and it, and it is very rare that you get someone to come in and say like, I want to be a fighter, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's also like quite a bit of like rigorous mental testing, right. That all of us will know that we have to go through with the person to actually make sure mentally they actually want to do it. You know, like it's one thing to say it, but then it comes to sparring and you start getting punched in the face and your leg gets chopped and you get hit with a liver rip, you know, or you get teeped in your ribs or something, you know, like all of these things are quite like mentally deflating and they, you know, completely shatter your ego and just, you know, it's a very like spiritual, mental, psychological process to go through to then be like, yeah, I still want to fight. You know what I mean? Like after you experience all of those things, and you're still like, yeah, I want to fight. Then it's like, okay, you you truly want to fight. I can tell that because <laughs> I've seen you get beat up bad, man. And you came back next week, so you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, righto, chaps. Um, it's about um, us. Yeah, that's the, awesome, guys. The, Thank the you so much, team. That's awesome, Oosh. guys. Hey, we'll catch up again soon, eh? Yep. Ledge. Yeah, Sure. Okay. See ya.
Fighting Talk NZ.